I have loved storytelling for as long as I can remember. There's just something about hearing of one's life that can really encourage, inspire, and resonate with one. We all have a story, and this is a platform to share them. Welcome to With Priscilla, where I have authentic and candid conversations with friends, hearing their story, the good, the bad, and the glory. So join me. Ruben Torres, your husband, father of three, San Diego native, vice president of Rescue Records, was in smooth roughness. Oh, man. <laughs> Entrepreneur, founder of Love That Neighbor, which in itself is like a whole other yeah, a whole bio, other. but we'll just sum it up of big time community, some community stuff, here nonprofit <laughs> to say the least. Um, you're involved in the community with yeah. law enforcement, volunteer yeah. on boards, just to all name a few. Of, all kinds of goodies. Yeah, the list can go on. And I want to say that the list isn't even done being created (laughs) (laughs) because you're a visionary and you're creative and you you. just have, every time I talk to you, I get inspired. Oh, thank you. And so, yeah. And we'll also bring it back when I first met you, 1617, first ever interview by Noah which was a little harsh <laughs> in a good way. I got the job, got the, in, got the internship. And then not even, it wasn't even right away. I want to say like a year later, we discover, oh, by the way, our dads are yeah. longtime friends. Yeah. <laughs> Old school buddies. Yeah. So definitely a small world. And yeah. we have a lot of mutual friends, yeah. been family friends since then. I don't want to say how long because that'll just... No, no, it's all good. We can. I don't know. Over 20 years, I'll yeah. just say that. <laughs> it was the, the golden era. Yeah. That was definitely a pivotal time that was definitely a shaker moment in my life. Yeah. Yeah, of, yeah. I think all of ours. Yeah. And it was, it was such a defining moment, the 90s, mid-90s, yeah. late 90s, early 2000s of everything. Yeah. Um, I think culture, mm-hmm. you know, pop culture, everything. It was, it was definitely, a, you know, it was a, a game changer for a lot of people, um, especially I think in, in our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, especially like the guys in my neighborhood. You know, I think uh, it was just one of those things where you're sitting there and just watching kind of history unfold. It's always a beautiful thing, but but yeah, thanks for having me on again and and uh, being able to share the journey and taking it way back and into where we're at now, and uh, it's it's definitely been been a journey, you know, mm-hmm. the ups and downs, but uh, but God's good and and this is where we're at and we we both get to share other people's stories and I think it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to kind of go full circle, mm-hmm. come back and being able to to talk about these things and almost reminisce. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Go go down memory lane <laughs> and all these even though there's the good and bad, but we can look back and smile and be thankful. Yeah. For I'm definitely thankful. Definitely. 
But yeah, even uh, even some of the friends that that you know we all we're all connected to. I think I think the one main um, I think the the main seed you know I think for for a lot of us in the South was the Bernardos. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. And, uh, you know, I grew up two doors down from the Bernardos, and I think that was, I think from there it's kind of, so at probably like that six degrees of separation, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> everyone's connected to the Bernardos somehow, you know. Yeah, I, Milo, <clears throat> I was talking to Milo, well, one of the first times I, uh, one of our first, conver- not the first, but one of our first conversations, I don't know how your name came across, and I was like, I know Ruben. And it was Sunny. I know Sunny. And he goes, yeah, I've known them for a long time. Same. Well, not as long as him, but, you know, I've known you guys for a long time. So it's always interesting people I come across, especially natives like us that are down here. I feel like we all know someone that knows each other. So as big as the world is, it's always a small world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I don't know, I, I at some point... Like jokingly, at some point I was, um, you know, maybe like ten years ago or something, you know, messing around like some of the guys were were like, dude, play six degrees of separation and see like who you're connected to and not connected to, you know. And so, you know, it's just it's just funny. Like a lot of people know a lot of people here in the south, and mm-hmm. you know, my wife hates it when we go out <laughs> because it's like. <laughs> Man, you know, everywhere we go, you know some, somebody. Yeah, we know somebody <laughs> wherever we go. We just went on a little uh, detective dinner date, you know, one of those things for her birthday. And uh, one of the guys that was, I, he was sitting right next to me, you know, I happened to know him. And he was part of the actual play, you know, uh-huh. he was part of the thing. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just funny, you know. We just—it's such a big world, but such a small world at the same time. But, Definitely. Um, yeah, it's been—it's been a blessing to be able to be a part of all those little like moments in time of history and all the stuff that that we know that's happened in the South. You know, so. So let's let's rewind a little bit. Um, mom and dad, siblings—you grew up in quote unquote South Town. You went to Montgomery. Went to Montgomery. Went to Montgomery. Yeah. And then Montgomery Junior and Montgomery High. And then how did the whole smooth roughness, <laughs> Cypress Hill, Carmody Electra era? <laughs> no, well, that was, uh, you know, I think we were all into music, you know, mm-hmm. back then. My older brother was into music and, um, you know, all of us kind of got into music at some point. And uh, I think my biggest... Um, turning point of me like saying man I want to do something with music mm-hmm. was I think in junior high and uh, I was at like a you know like one of those after school dance things or whatever and uh, <clears throat> I seen a DJ group called um, Brothers and Cousins and they came out and they were rapping doing the whole thing turns out Brothers and Cousins was the name of the, the DJ group but mm. the rappers was the Legion of Doom Mm. So it was like Mike Ski and Willie yeah. Will and and uh, LSD and Robbie Rob and I was just blown away. You know, they back then they sounded like Run DMC, mm-hmm. you know, and I loved Run DMC, you know. So I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I want whatever these guys are doing, I want to do that. And uh, you know, I think at some point everyone's like looking in the mirror and rapping to themselves <laughs> and doing all that. And uh, and so 
you know, we got connected to, to Mike Ski. You know, we've known Mike Ski for, forever too, but, um, you know, even though he was down the street in San Isidro, um, he went to Southwest and then came to Montgomery for a little bit. But, you know, he was kind of everywhere too, but he was one of those popular guys that just mm-hmm. knew everybody. And so when the Legion was coming up doing their thing, like we were part of like Mike Ski's crew. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, the 151 posse, but we were, like we were looked at as like Mike Ski's crew, you mm-hmm. know. And so some of us would still, you know, work with, with Rob and, you know, did some dirt and did some stuff for him or whatever. <laughs> but um, through Mike Ski, he was making beats and he was doing all that stuff. And um, so I, I, I think the first round of it was um, me and and me, Paco, um, Rick, which was – called himself Peace, MC Peace, and Style C, which is Chris. And we all just kind of came together, and then we did, you know, we recorded a tape back then, cassettes. You know, we're <laughs> like, dude, this is, this is like, let's do more. And that was like 94, you know, going into 95. And uh, I I ended up, you know, giving my life to the Lord at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want to rap about that stuff anymore mm-hmm. so um, Paco shortly gave his life to the Lord like right after that and then uh, so we started we did some Christian stuff mm-hmm. you know but we're still kind of like in cool. the middle of both of it like yeah. what, what, what are we doing you know so um, yeah we recorded some some Christian hip hop stuff some stuff's out there you know but uh, you know we we did a I think that I think it was PUD's second tour, might have been third tour, second tour, where we actually went. We opened up for them and did the whole thing on the road. Um, <clears throat> so you know, I was, I was really like, oh man, you know, this is this is what I want to do. This is where yeah. I want to go. And I always wanted to open up for Run DMC or do something with Run DMC. And I I think it was maybe '96 or so. I don't remember what year it was, but. Um, we, me and Paco, you know, because we we did the Christian thing and mm-hmm. the other guys didn't, so we, you know, we were doing like the Christian hip hop thing. Um, we actually had the opportunity to open up for Run DMC at the oh, Belly Up. Wow! You know? So, to me, that was like, dude, that's all I ever wanted to do. Like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't feel I need to do anything else. But uh, at at the same time, too, um, I was working at the label. And then Noah had asked me, like, hey, man, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to be an exec or do you want to be a rapper, you know? And while I was at the Run DMC show, um, there was a guy who was backstage. I don't, I don't know who he was. Mm-hmm. He was an older guy. Um, he had one of the big phones, the big, phones, oh, the big brick the phones. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had a sports coat on and, um, you know, he was calling shots, you know, and he was an older guy and he was – backstage and then I think that that really stood out for me and I was like you know what I want to be that guy yeah because I, I I just felt like you know nobody wants to see an old guy on stage rapping you know and uh and I just figured now you know I want to I want to go into the executive side so when when Noah asked me what I wanted to do mm-hmm. um I said you know what I'm, I'm down to be on the executive side and he's like all right cool then we go full blast into that and so, you know, 
I kind of wore every hat that that I could at Rescue mm-hmm. Records. Um, and then there was a, that pivotal, pivotal point of my life where, um, you know, my mom had just passed away. Mm-hmm. Well, I I lost my brother um, in '96, and then I lost my mom in '97, and I didn't really get a chance to mourn, you know, over yeah. my my brother um, because it was like it was the the body wasn't to be found, you know. Mm-hmm. So that we had no real closure. Yeah. No, so, you know, we were kind of doing our own investigating and just trying to figure out what's what. Um, and then, like, you know, a year later, I lost my mom. And then that's where I was like, I just got to do something, mm-hmm. something else. I need a change in my life. And, uh, and at that same time, uh, POD was getting signed to Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of felt like the right moment to like, hey, I'm going to go do my own thing, you know. And, uh, you know, um, it, it was it was a difficult thing for me, too, because mm-hmm. not only did I love what I was doing, um, but, you know, I loved the people that I was doing it with, yeah. you know. So um, having that opportunity to work, you know, with, with Noah and Shannon was working there at the time, Sonny's mm-hmm. wife, and, you know, just everybody that, that you know, that was around us that were making POD happen, mm-hmm. you know, was, was there. And then I just felt like, no, I need, I need to, I need to step away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think some, sometimes when people go through, through like a tragedy or go through those tough times, they just want change. Definitely. You know, and, uh, you know, looking back at stuff, you know, if you could do stuff different, you would, but, um, but yeah, I, I decided to step away. And at the time I had a, a guy that I looked up to that was like an older brother to me. His name was uh, Devin DeHaven. Mm-hmm. And um, he had offered me, you know, to come in and start producing videos for him. I didn't know anything about producing videos, you know, and he's like, you don't have to, you know, I'll teach <laughs> you and the whole thing. So just jumped into full blast, you know, producing videos and films. And mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. And so, and you guys went really big with that, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we worked with a, a lot of like huge artists, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think you know, it it was it was a very like, we didn't have social media. No, like if, if you did, if, can you if imagine? We did, did it would be ridiculous? Yeah, because you would have had a huge following dude, of people. Just yeah, I mean, I was on the road with you know, R. Kelly. I was stuck at R. Kelly's house for like five days. Wow. Um, but you know, wait, was that, that wasn't Ali Aliyah era, was it? No, no, it was um, that was in '95. Okay, and uh, he was already married. He was getting ready to do no, not '95. I'm sorry, it was uh, 2005. Okay, and uh, oh, it was after. And he was he was doing um, the best of both worlds mm. with uh, with Jay Z. So I was at his house recording all the prep for wow. that. You know. And so, and then we went on the first few days of, of that tour. Um, so, you know, I'm, I was with like this close to Beyonce and Jay-Z and all wow. these guys. I, I didn't take pictures with anybody. No. Um, I mean, you know, I, I kind of wish I would have now, but. But I think um, because with my background of PR and marketing, yeah. it's kind of like a little taboo. Yeah. To, and then you don't want to be that groupie yeah. fan. Yeah. You want to be like. I'm not one of those starstruck yeah. people, yeah, it, it, and then I, I respect. Think it, it what it, it's what 
led me to continue working with more people of is course. the fact that I didn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I spent like a year and a half with like DJ quick, mm. um, like a year with Papa Roach, like all these different, and I, I don't have not one picture. With, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the, the guitar player from um, Papa Roach, um, we took a picture, but it was only cause I think it was Devin was like testing mm. out his camera. Hey, let me get a picture. <laughs> but like, I never asked them yeah. pictures. Um, you know, in this, you know, in today's world, we would have been video of pictures course. doing everything. Yeah. But, I mean, we did so much cool stuff that it was kind of just better to leave it as a memory, <laughs> you know. And we did some a lot of crazy stuff, too, that's better we didn't have evidence. Exactly. <laughs> like, but, uh, but, yeah, that I think that opened up the door for us to be able to do so much um, stuff outside of, mm-hmm. you know, the Christian world that I would, you know that I knew so, so much. And, uh, and I kind of felt like, you know, at the time too, like the Christian industry was just kind of like so crooked. And so like, mm-hmm. they just want to screw you. You know, mm-hmm. I had a record, I had a record label where I had signed a couple artists and then there was, um, some Christian producers and some money guys that were like screwing us on, mm-hmm. on this thing with, with the group called ill harmonics. And I was just like, dude, this is just whack. Like, you know, they're screwing us on, on, on this deal. I got them signed to BEC, um, which was uh, Brandon Ebel's company mm-hmm. from Tooth and & Now. And uh, it was just, it was, you just seen like a, so much crooked stuff in the Christian industry. And I was like, dude, if, if I'm over here in the secular industry, at least they tell you like. <laughs> at least you know to yeah, watch your back yeah, and at least question like, Here's everything. Here's where we're going to screw you right here. Yeah. You know? But uh <laughs> But, you know, it, it's all good. Like, we, we just learned and we just, you know, we're able to do some, some cool stuff outside mm-hmm. of that. And then, um, and then you know, you just kind of like, well, Lord, what what am I doing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get caught up, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that industry, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and yeah, you, you get caught up and you kind of lose your true north and lose your focus and you got to kind of reshift and redirect some stuff, you know? Um, and then, you know, fast forward to like, say 2010, well, still 2005 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We go back to that. I was living in LA for like f- five years or so. I don't, I don't remember how long, but we're up there for a while. Um, and at, that's when I was doing all the video stuff and, um, POD was offered a distribution deal through, uh, through WIA. And so the guys had asked me, you know, if I wanted to come back and do it like the old days, like, dude, come back to San Diego. We start a new label. And we, I was like, sick. All right, let's do that. So, you know, excited, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, dude, okay, I'm going to move back to San Diego and do all that. And so we already put in our notice and we're getting ready to move back to San Diego. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden we as like, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that deal. We're like, but we already have the deal in. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like, they started cutting stuff, and they were like, yeah, we, we just can't do it now. So now I'm in San Diego trying to figure out, all right, well, we thought we had this in the can. Like, it was it was already a done deal. So we're trying to kind of figure out some alternatives, and um, I'd, uh, I had this heavy clothing idea, and I'm like, all right, well, maybe we can do something with this. So I had approached Wolf, and I said, dude, 
you know, I got this idea to do this heifer clothing thing. And I was like, dude, it sounds dope, but I'm getting ready to do this orphan thing. And I remember so, uh, that, yeah. So I was like, ah, and he was opening the skate shop yeah. and doing all So I was like, all right, well, I approached Sonny on it. And Sonny was like, heck yeah, let's do it. So we just jumped in and just did it, you know. And then we ended up getting a licensing deal with this company called ODM. And, um, yeah, and it was just... That grew big, yeah, too. Yeah, that, that grew big. And then, um, you know, our, our licensing deal ran out, and then we are kind of trying to figure out the next step, you know. And uh, and then just kind of, you know, I don't want to say fizzled, but we were, like, stuck with what do we do next. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was like, okay, well, POD is, you know, they're cutting ties with Atlantic, and then they're trying to figure out their next move. So, you know, I'm sure Sonny's not trying to throw money at Hefe the way that, yeah. you know, that we're going yeah. to. And I think we're kind of all left in that because the industry just changed mm-hmm. completely, you know. Um, even like the stuff that we're doing with, with Fortress and Devin, um, there was no more budgets left. Like they weren't they weren't throwing money at making DVDs and doing all this stuff like, yeah. you know, we wanted. And so it was just kind of a pivotal moment of like the industry moving to you know, the technology side mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, no more selling CDs and albums and all this. Was it was Snapster downloads. and everything yeah. was already so we, taking over? we were kind of just like, well, man, what do we do, you mm-hmm. know? And everybody just kind of hit a low, you know? But, um, you know, you, you just got to be creative and find different, you know, avenues to kind of move around and do some stuff. So um, I think, you know, forward over to like 2010 or so, um, I started doing the, the video um interviews and some stuff you know we ended up calling it connected um my i didn't know what i, I kind of went through like a little depression because i went through a divorce yeah. and so i was like man i don't want to do anything i don't want anything i have to do with anybody i disconnected myself from every, and i was just sitting in my house just whatever yeah start partying again and just you know drinking and just wilding out you know so um I remember waking up one day and, you know, I think we had just finished partying or whatever it was. And uh, my little brother happened to be sleeping on my couch. And I went and I kicked the couch, woke him up. And I was like, hey, I got an idea. So like, we're going to do a video show. It's going to be connected with Ruben Torres. And we're going to film it and you're going to edit it and you're going to shoot it. And I'm going to interview people. And, you know, he was like, dude, we don't even have cameras. We don't know how to edit. We don't know how to do anything. <laughs> doesn't matter we're gonna figure it out yeah and so um my my buddy jason page let me use one of his cameras and um my boy eric casas was like he was already knowledgeable in editing and doing all mm-hmm. that stuff so he was helping uh, helping us out and then uh my brother charlie was kind of learning how to edit and he just taught himself how to edit and shoot and all the wow. stuff so we just kind of started doing stuff you know and um and then after that, it was like, all right, well, you know, we turned it into the podcast and all that. But I think God was really like working on me. And then, because um, I was like, well, Lord, like you, you gave me influence and you gave me these connections with mm-hmm. people. Like, what am I doing with it? You know. So um, in 2010, we were working on a on a video documentary um, in Tijuana for uh, for Jason Page, mm-hmm. and he was. Um, he was doing this documentary on human trafficking. So he asked us if we would go down and help him shoot some stuff. So so we did. And, uh, and one of the guys that 
that uh, my little brother connected him with, um, you know, he he was like a trafficker, you know. Mm. And so we were, were shooting from the neck down, and so we were like, hey, dude, you know, we're going to come down next week. Is there anything you want us to bring you? And so he he broke it down, and he was like, ah, you know, I'm good, I'm good, thought about it, and said, you know what, yeah, bring me a basketball. And I was like, what, what? Of all basketball, things. yeah, out of yeah. all things, and he said, you know, and I'm kind of chuckling a little bit because he's about my size, and I know he's not playing <laughs> basketball, you know. So I'm like, dude, you're not no athletic. Ball. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? And so he's like, no, it's not for me. It's for the kids in the neighborhood, you know. Mm. He's like, there's a basketball court down the street, but nobody plays because there's nothing to play with, and the you know the the park's all jacked up and whatever. And I was like, what? And you know, you think about it and you're like, man, sometimes the people that we think are, are the ones that, that you count out, you know, mm-hmm. are, are the ones that God uses, yeah. you know, and, and it, you know, um, my buddy Jason, he always, he always told me, man, like sometimes it's the most unlikely, mm-hmm. God brings the most unlikely people mm-hmm. for certain situations, you know, and God uses the most unlikely and, um, uh, and God used that guy to plant the seed for us to start Love Thy Neighbor. Wow. So, you know, I, I called that guy probably a couple of days later, and I was like, hey, dude, you know, how about not only do we bring you a basketball, but I'll bring you a bunch of toys and clothes and food and we'll just do an impact and right there in your neighborhood. And he was like, what? You would do that? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to work on something. And uh, so, you know, I just hopped on Facebook and just told Everybody, hey, I'm collecting stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did it at Nitty's Tattoo on, on Broadway. And uh, um, DJ Bethel Perez, he was he was the first one to jump on board. Like, what do you need? I'm there. So he set up his DJ equipment. And he got some little reggae dudes to come. <laughs> and, like, everyone's out there like, Do singing, thing. doing their thing. And, <laughs> um, and we're just out there just collecting toys. It was kind of like a drive through Come in, drop your stuff, and leave, you know. And so, you know, it was nothing fancy. It was just... We're out there for a couple hours, and we just collected so much stuff. Wow. A lot of stuff was junk, but we collected a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, because it was like used stuff too, yeah. You know, it was like just bring whatever, whatever you got you in your can. closet, like yeah, whatever. And so we found a bunch of ways to like smuggle the stuff down to TJ, and then boom, we just we called the event "Love Thy Neighbor" because it was our neighbors to the south, and mm-hmm. it was, it's the words of Jesus. And so that was the beginning of it, and so. And that was that was 2010. Wow. Yeah. So this year will be our 14th, wow. our 14th, uh, 14th toy drive. Um, and then you know, since then it's grown into so much more. Of course. And um, you know, I I took some time off um, from 2014 to 2015. I mean, I was still doing Love Thy Neighbor, yeah. but just not. I I just needed to check myself, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Um, spent some time, I spent a year in Modesto and uh, just kind of got, you know, re-discipled and real refocused on what I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. doing, you know. And so, um, yeah, we've just been doing as, as much as we can, you know, when, when, uh, you know, when, when Jesus is saying, you know, when I was, when I was naked, you clothed me, when mm-hmm. I was thirsty, you gave me something to eat, you know, when I was in prison, you came to see me, all, all those, all those elements, like, I tried to, like, find, what can we do, all those things that Jesus talks about, like, what can we do, so, you know, we started hitting, like, the orphanages and the shelters, 
because um, we already did the homeless thing. So we're like, well, how can we take it a step further? So we started like hitting the shelters down in TJ real heavy and, and the orphanages. And then, uh, you know, we started going to the prisons and we did juvenile halls up in Modesto and um, just trying to do everything that we felt like, well, this is what God wants us to, to I mean, Jesus said it right here. Yeah. You know? um, we did like, I think two years of, of every day every, or well, every week we were taking food um, to the senior citizens in, uh, in national city, mm. probably like 500 pounds of food every, wow. every Wednesday. Yeah. We're, we're giving them a lot. And, um, you know, all, all of this being done with like no real budgets. We didn't have a rich uncle. We didn't have, you know, any crazy, we still don't, you know, um, all donation but we've based. had, yeah, yeah, we've had people that have stepped up to help us. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like, uh, there's a lady named, uh, Monica Adano that helped us out for this, Big, um, you probably know her. She, I think she's so. From the Rock, yeah. And uh, and so she stepped up to help us at this last event we did over at um, in, in South San Diego at the that Lucky Waller Park down there. Um, and then King Amanpour, he's been stepping up to to help out. You know when we have events and stuff. And you know those are fairly new you know relationships. But other than that, it's like we're just kind of winging it. You know. But we've been able to do a lot of cool stuff with a lot of cool people, and we've been getting, um, you know, some, like, celebrity endorsements and that kind of stuff, which is cool. But, you know, it, now it's just like, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, lately it's been like, you know, I feel like, like man, if God blessed me with the ability to kind of bring people together, like, what am I doing with it? You know, because in the past I've been doing, like, these art shows and get the community together and, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. but there's no real like eternal goal to that, you know? Um, so now I'm like, or what do you want me to do? You know? So right now, as of today, I'm in the middle of uh, booking a men's retreat that I'm, I'm trying to do in November. And, you know, because now it's like, now I want it at a different stage of your life. Now I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want it to, to make a difference eternally. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, totally. Because I'm like, yeah, anybody can throw a cool party or throw a cool event and, and do a cool block party or art show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not taking that away from anybody's talent yeah, or skill. Like, that, that's awesome. <clears throat> and I did that for many years, but, you know, now I'm like, well, what? The You're question, trying to invest in people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that's exactly what it is. Because and men are... Huge to invest in because that affects family, household, yeah, the way society moves. Exactly. And so now I'm like, you know, almost kind of like a conviction of like, well, what are you doing with the influence that I gave you? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, ouch. You know. So now I'm like, you see things through a different lens once you hear that. You Mm -hmm. know. And and uh, once I heard that, I was like, Lord, you're you're right. And uh, you know, I'm like, I, I was doing it all wrong this whole time no but maybe it's it just prepped me for what's to come yeah. you know so because um, you you've touched a lot of families maybe yeah. not in this new way this new chapter that you're doing uh, now but you've definitely touched a lot of, and helped a lot of kids and yeah. families so. yeah god definitely opened up you know yeah some doors for us to be able to do that and there's a lot of stuff that you know we we don't go like 
public with that we did of that course. was, you know, because a lot of people that, you know, they look down on, hey, look, I'm I'm giving somebody a meal and they yeah. take a picture, you know, oh, for the Instagram, whatever. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. Sometimes we, we do need to, to show, especially for donors, like, you know. If, they want to see. They yeah. want to see where their money went. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you, you know, you want to show them like, look, we just delivered this and we just yeah. did that. Like, I get that. You're trying to find a good yeah. way to do it tastefully yeah. without bragging. And yeah. there, there's some stuff where you just keep your phone in your pocket. Yeah. There's some stuff that you just do Keep it private. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, I was able to be a, a part of some cool stuff through that as well, like just being quiet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and you know who are we trying to edify anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, God, just just use me, mm-hmm. like in whatever way, whether it's public or private, just use me, you mm-hmm. know, and you get the glory. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, it's it's a lot of that stuff that that uh, that you know where my focus and my mind is like reshifting and re. It's, it's funny. I get this text every day. I don't even know how I got this subscription text. And it's always a prayer. And today's prayer, let me find it. It said, today, please pray. Oh, it goes, please pray that we will do all things for the glory of God. Amen. There you go. What's crazy is, is uh, yesterday, um, yesterday I was, I was kind of, you know, like, Lord, I, you know, you kind of in that funk a little bit. And uh, and then I'm like, man, like, am I even doing, am I in your will? Am I even doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I'm trying to plan this this men's retreat, and I'm like, what, what, I don't, I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing, but you put it in my heart, Lord, so I don't, I don't know. You know, so I'm like, am I doing, you know, you kind of get in of that course. confusion of like. Is this a me thing? Yeah, is or is this a God thing? I, you could ask Jimmy, I didn't tell anybody, my parents, nobody, Jimmy. And I go, I was at church. I wasn't even at church. We were somewhere church-like. And I go, I feel like God's telling me to do a marriage retreat. And it was the same reasons. I go, with everything going on in this world, marriages are getting, are getting attacked and hit. Because what are the big causes? Finances. Everyone's getting hit left and right right now. And um, inflation, all of that stuff. And only God knows whatever else is going on in the home, health, stress, all the things. And I feel like like married couples need to be poured into. And um, But I was telling Jimmy, but it's almost a joke. Like, who am I? (laughs) Uh, You know? (laughs) That's my my point. Yeah. Is... It's funny that you say it like that. Um, so I'll get back to this retreat thing, this mm-hmm. pump, whatever. But that, exactly what you said, who am I? Um, I think I'd mentioned to you before, like I'm, I'm uh, for probably over a year now, I've been writing a book. Yeah, I remember. And I call it, who am I? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, oh. it's, it's who am I wow. that I should... Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. You know, the words of Moses. Who am I that I should go talk to the Pharaoh? Mm-hmm. You know? But it's anything. Who am I that I should do a marriage retreat? Who mm-hmm. am I that we should do a podcast? Mm-hmm. Who am I that... So it, it's anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I, I'm doing it in hopes of inspiring and motivating people that think that 
Who am I that I should do that? Because it makes you feel like like a podcast or a realtor. I feel a poser. You know that? Have you heard of that? Yeah. The imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome yeah. And so hearing you say that is encouraging. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's real because every like we all get it. And we all go through it. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, and I'm like, no, I want to I want to encourage people that that feel that way mm-hmm. to say, nah, you could you could start a clothing line. You could start a record label. Like why you not? Have, yeah. Why not? And so, uh, my friend TJ up in in uh, in Oregon, I was telling him, and I've been telling him, dude, you gotta start because he's he's an interesting guy, but he's very well spoken and mm-hmm. he's a he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, bro, like you need a podcast, you know. And he just did his first podcast interview on someone else's show, but I think it helped motivate that. And so it, I had a conversation. It really with him. planted that seed yeah. to do it. Oh, and that's now cool. he's like, man, you know. Yeah, I want to. I don't even know where to start, but I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just um, that's I'm, like with doing this too. Everyone's like, "What do you use?" What it, and and they're thinking, "Have it." I finally have an editor. Thanks yeah. for Jimmy yeah. pushing me to get it, an, an editor. But other than that, it's just me. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can do it, <laughs> if I can figure it out, anybody can. Yeah. You know, and with that's the way it should be, though. It's yeah, like, with the full time job, being a parent, being uh, a spouse, uh, all the things. Uh, finding you know? time to do your creative, the, your passion stuff. Exactly. It's it's therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can take it to another level. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and then letting just be obedient. And if God uh, put that desire and that vision in your heart, uh, then and then I'm like, okay, God, you do a podcast, okay. You're going to have to show me how to do it. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and along the way, yeah, there was a lot of trial and errors, a uh, lot of sleepless nights, uh, stressful moments, but I got through it. Uh, and then now it's like, okay, God, I'm doing it. And whatever comes out of it, comes out of it. Uh, if it grows, it grows. And if it just stays what it is, then uh, I'm happy. Yeah. That's that's what it has to be. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it has to be. Like, all right, Lord, whatever you want it to be, as long as I'm being obedient and yeah. I'm doing what you're asking me to do, then I'm, I'm okay with just that. Like, I don't need the extra sprinkles and the, all this stuff on top. Like, I'm cool with just that. And you know, one of the first podcast episodes I did, I love um, algorithms. I love seeing, you know, like just where everything is being listened to. Mm. It was being listened to in Germany. Nice. I don't know yeah. how that yeah. <laughs> how that happened. I don't know anybody yeah. in Germany. Yeah. I don't know... In, in other European and other parts of that world. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know how that came about. Yeah. And God has a funny way of just putting stuff Yeah, together. and it was totally encouraging. And it gave me like this little happy kid moment yeah. of, wow, that's cool. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but let's see if it happens again. Yeah, someone's hearing, hearing my voice in this other part of the world. I was telling a, a friend of mine too, um, at I, I won't say his name because I don't want to put him on blast, but <laughs> it, it was the same thing. Like, you know, when you're feeling down and out and he does music, right? Mm-hmm. And he does music um, for someone very famous, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm like, bro, like your voice is being heard all over the globe. Like your voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how do you... How do you feel down and out about that? I'm like, if God used you just for that little bit, mm-hmm. bro, like, be, you know. That's awesome. I, yeah, that's amazing. And yeah. I'm like, your voice is heard every 
every Whatever. Monday night and every yeah. time this person is seen, your your voice is heard and your music is playing. And I'm like, bro, like God, that's rad. Yeah, God used you. Yeah, and so like, you know, what are you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. Like, build off of that, you know. And uh, you know, I'm, I was just trying to be encouraged, encouraging mm-hmm. to him, like, yeah, don't don't look at it like that's all I did. Look at it like, wow, yeah. like, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's cool. Yeah. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, it, you just have to change your perspective on, on the way you look Definitely. at things. Definitely. And um that's just what I've been doing probably for the past couple of years. I just you gotta take a moment and pause and just change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Just like, shut up, Ruben, what if it was like this? You know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> because you know, when when uh when all those religious folks came to, to the adulterous woman and Jesus was right there and he's just writing, you know, mm-hmm. in the sand and the dirt. And, uh, and he tells them, you know, cast the first, first stone. stone he has yeah. no sin. He didn't do a miracle. He didn't do anything, anything. Mm-mm. He just changed the perspective. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all we need is mm-hmm. we just need to change the perspective. Just look at things in a different way, mm-hmm. in a different light. And, uh, and your your world will change, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, sometimes it's what we just need to do is just all right, pause real quick, and then you know look around, change your perspective, put on different mm-hmm. lenses, and just look at things the way that God wants you to look at things, you know. And so I, you know, I started doing that, um, especially you know with this chapter in my life with you know my wife going through some health mm-hmm. issues, and she's been dealing with uh, lymphoma. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was a time where, where we're in the hospital and we're just kind of like at a low spot, you know, mm-hmm. where where um, where I thought I was going to lose her, you know, and I'm sitting there like, like, it's so lonely at that at that moment, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, how come my friends or my family, they're not calling me or texting me right now? And and you kind of get this anger of like yeah where's everybody at i'm here by myself you know and uh and i just had to change my perspective because it's like there's so many things that other people are going through that you have no idea what what they're going through you know and and i was like lord i'm, I'm sorry like just like I, my mom yeah. she was at a hospital for treatment and they went us to a couple and she goes why are you, you're dressed nice. You don't like, why, what's wrong with you? Why are you even here? Are you visiting someone? Yeah. She goes, no, my friend told me that I need to, you know, take, yeah. you know, to dress up. And, and then, cause my mom still has her hair, mm-hmm. you know? And she was like, you know, she, but my mom gave her that perspective of yeah. life. Yeah. Like you're not dead. Yeah. You're living, live. Yeah. And that changed that woman's perspective. Yeah. And so that's, that's awesome. but you can be in that in that moment because I've been in that moment of like dang you know where's my brothers (laughs) you know like where's the family you know we have a huge family where's my family you know but then again my parents wanted privacy and I had to like you know okay I respect your privacy and won't share anything but then it's just me venting to Jimmy (laughs) and that's hard too for him because you know he's he's human yeah, and he wants to be the protector. Yeah, he wants, he wants to be the protector, be but then he you. can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's a hard it's a hard moment. So I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's one of those things where you just like, you know, where's everybody at and why is nobody? Yeah. And it's almost like I felt like I needed to call everybody and like ask for forgiveness, even though they had no idea that I was feeling yeah. that way, you know, and, um, you know, ask, ask God for forgiveness. Cause I was like, I was really like angered, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, Oh, how come? But, you know, I think sometimes in life we go through a point where we're putting expectations mm-hmm. on people that they didn't even put the expectations on themselves, you know, and they're there for us and they're, they're really there for us. They may not be there that second yeah. where we're like, you need to be here. That, that's you what know. I was like, you know, telling them, I was telling them. <laughs> like, of course, we're there for you and Rosa. Yeah. And then there's times where I don't want to bug you guys because yeah. I know it's, yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. an emotional, stressful, and then we're I working. Know. So that's why, like, with you, like I just say, love you guys, yeah. praying for you guys, because I'm just your like, dad too. Your dad's always out. sending me text messages. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, though, where you're like, you're caught up in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, the flesh part yeah. of it, where I'm like, Where's there? Yeah, and then you know, I snapped out of it probably like within the hour, mm-hmm. you know. But I was just like, what, what am I even tripping on? Yeah. Like, everybody's going through something. Yeah, like how can I be upset at you know? Like at the time, like I think um, my nephew's son was in the hospital mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, you know, there's stuff that everybody is dealing with yeah. everywhere, and so I'm like. I can't be like upset at every, life is happening. Yeah. Even though like it stops, you know, for me at that time, but it's yeah. like life is still going on. And so, you know, you, you just hit a spot where you're just like, nah, like, yeah, like, dude, we, we can't put what we're going through on other people. Yeah. You know? But I just had to quickly change my perspective and just like, nah, like we can't put expectations on other people that aren't going through what we're going through. But I also think, too it's like a growth time that god lets us yeah. go through and where we literally have to lean on him because it's only going to be him that's going to get uh, us through we can have everybody calling us left and right but in the end of the day we don't cling on to them we cling yeah. on to god yeah. and our hope and faith is in yeah. god and whatever his will is and, uh, and that understanding yeah, yeah. and so I feel like at least that's what I've learned is in, in those moments of feeling dark, darkness and uh, alone, not feeling darkness, but just feeling in the dark yeah. and alone is just, okay, I just have to depend on him. That's the hardest thing. It is. <laughs> it is. Cause I, some people try to make it sound easy. It's no, not, it's, not, it's, not it's, easy. it's not easy, uh, but in those <clears> moments <throat> I know I've felt, and I'm sure you have a felt growth and you've, and you, it's, it becomes doesn't become easy, but it becomes a little bit easier to yeah. have that faith yeah. and to breathe and yeah. be like, okay, God, yeah. it's you. It's you. Yeah. Whatever happens, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I just have to have that peace in that and that comfort. Yeah. You're like, you know, I don't know, but you know. Yeah. And I don't, sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to know. Just do, just do whatever it. you're doing because yeah. it's going to be more probably emotionally more than I can handle. Uh, and I, and and you know what I can handle. Yeah, you know, it, sometimes you wish like you couldn't handle so much. <laughs> you know, like, Lord, come on, how do you know I, I can know, please, this? I'm yeah, more of a like, wimp. Yeah. I don't I don't want to carry that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no. You know, it's funny, I was, I was having a conversation with Fran when this last time that my wife was in the hospital a couple weeks ago, 
And I'm like, dude, I'm just running out of stuff to tell God. Like, Lord, you already know everything. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've told you all this. The same, the same prayer I'm saying right now is the same prayer I'm going to say in an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I'm running out of stuff. I don't and even I, know what to tell you. All anymore. I say is, God, you know. I don't even yeah. know. Just God handle it. That's uh, all I really say now is like, God, I don't know what you're doing, but. But, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you do, and I'm just going to take that. But. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's a lot of definitely um, yeah. challenges and and even kind of trying to figure out like what's next, why you're going through these challenges mm-hmm. in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, I don't know, you know, now that now that you know I'm going through this mm-hmm. with my wife, it's like I I go out less, I take less meetings. Um, I'm not doing as much love thy neighbor stuff because it's like I want to come home and of just course. hang out with my wife, you know. Um, you know, her immune system's kind of shot out, and so we're we try not to do too much protective, you know? yeah. yeah. But uh, but we still go out, we still, but uh, you know, and I just it just changes the way that you look at things mm-hmm. and see things. So I've been really kind of you know laying low. And so I've I've been having to say no to a lot more, of course, and yeah. um, it kind of the priorities that Shifting, that you do. Yeah. So you know I you know I'm recently I joined joined the board of the Border um, View YMCA, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know I'm part of their they have a committee the Community Impact Committee, and so you know it's maybe once a month that we get together and meet for like an hour. And mm-hmm. it's usually like around lunchtime so I can, you know, just go during my yeah. lunch and just, you know, do the meeting and come back. But, um, you know, you really start to kind of rethink the things that you say yes to yeah. and the things that you volunteer for mm-hmm. or go out for that don't make an eternal impact. impact. Yeah. And so I'm really like at the point right now where I'm reconsidering a lot of the stuff that I was getting involved in. Yeah that I don't need to do anymore. Yeah, pass it on to somebody else. or So, yeah, yeah, I'm just really rethinking everything and having to hit the reset button on on some stuff. So that's kind of where where I'm at with it. You know, God's God's been good, you know, and, and, uh, you know, just had to, you have to be careful when, when you ask God to use you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah, like, oh, you want to be, all right, okay. cool. Let's I'm, do I'm this. Whoa, I wasn't thinking yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, attacks come with that. Yeah. There's so much that comes yeah. with it, and you just got to be able to, yeah. like, take it, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, know what you're signing up for, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you ask for that. And so, uh, you know, God's good, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. and, and, uh, you know, we're we're expecting miracles, and mm-hmm. I'm standing on that on that belief. Standing that right there with you, yeah. yeah. I'm like, nah, it's we're going to be good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we got a lot of people praying for us, and and there's a lot of uh, a lot of churches we know and pastors and stuff mm-hmm. that have their you know people praying for us, and um, you know, we got people praying for us out in Panama and, wow. and uh, the Philippines, and mm-hmm. you know, just getting like messages from people all over the world. That's like, cool. Hey, dude, thinking about you. Yeah. It's just, it's been cool seeing that, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's just a different chapter mm-hmm. right now where, you know, I'm kind of slowing things down, but, you know, trying to make a, an eternal impact, 
now, you know. Definitely. So, <clears throat> so you know, now I'm kind of just, here's where I'm at, Lord. You know, you know what? Situation, yeah. schedule, everything. Yeah. yeah. Show, show me what you want to do and what yeah. you don't want me to do. That's the important part. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a... I'm, I'm like a serial networker. I like I love networking with people and I love jumping in to like, all right, yeah, I'll go to that yeah, meeting. Yeah. Let's meet up with it. And I, I take less meetings now and yeah. I just have to learn to say no. Yeah. You know? And uh, I, I was very, um, very much a people pleaser. And uh, now I don't care. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to please you. Now I got to do the things that please God. Mm-hmm. And if, if that hurts you or you don't like it, then tough like yeah it's not well i thank you for saying yes to this oh yeah no but you know this is this is an eternal thing life-giving yeah Yeah. to me you know what i'm saying definitely it's like and that's the purpose of this yeah and you and you choose where you're going to make an impact yeah and sometimes you know when you have an audience or you have an opportunity to share what god's doing in your life Mm -hmm. i think um you know you want to inspire and, mm-hmm. and, and motivate people and, and just kind of hope that they can take one little piece out of that whole mm-hmm. buffet and just like Definitely. run with it and eat with yeah. that, you know, but, but to me, like, I, I love doing this stuff because, you know, I hope that God uses that, you know, yeah. I was on, uh, I was on the emo Brown podcast. Oh. Um, what was it? I think in June. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, if you ever listen to it, like you, you hear the show and there's like F-bombs going off like crazy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like a big party. You uh-huh. know? So there's a, a bartender there and she's like serving up drinks for everybody uh-huh. and doing all that. And, uh, and so I'd done the show in December before I was on this last time. Mm-hmm. And there was no like live audience. There was no bartender. There was no nothing there. You know, it was just me and him. Uh-huh. And so he was on the podcast this last time. He was he was saying that that the last interview we did, it was like he's like, man, I almost went to church. You know, I almost, <laughs> you know, like he's like, that's the closest I've been since. You know, um, and so to me, I'm like, dude, that's a big deal. That, yeah. That, that God tugged on your yeah yeah tugged on your heartstrings you know and uh, so I've I've been I've been real careful around him because I I really want to bring him in mm-hmm. you know but I don't want to you know scare him off either you know yeah. so I've been approaching that with with love because you know he has an audience and I think that the impact that he has mm-hmm. could be mighty you know, yeah. yeah so. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you're the the influencer mm-hmm. with, with the masses, and sometimes you're the influencer that influences mm-hmm. the one with the masses. You know, so either way, God needs you to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, na- a man named um, Mordecai Ham. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about him already? A little bit. So Mordecai Ham, he was a a, a preacher back probably in the 50s, 60s, like, you know, he, I think he used to do those big tent revivals mm-hmm. and do all that stuff. He wasn't very popular at all. Um, he was just doing what God asked mm-hmm. him to do. But um, nobody, I mean, he has a weird name, but nobody really knows who he is. 
but he was the man who led um, Billy Graham to the Lord. Wow. So nobody knows who he is. But they know who Billy Graham is. They know who Billy Graham is. And he was the one who, in his obedience, led Billy Graham to the Lord. Wow. And so I think sometimes so many of us want to be the Billy Graham, where sometimes we just need to be the Mordecai Ham. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we just need to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Be the one that's influencing someone else. Because you never know. The, yeah. Not all of us are called to be in the spotlight or no. called to be, you know, on the stage with yeah. thousands of people. Sometimes we're we're called to be the guy behind the scenes mm-hmm. to support that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like just doing this, like I'll be able to reach, you know, ears that, I wouldn't be able to reach on my yeah. own, you know. So, you know, it's just it, changing the perspective. Of course. It, you know, so, you know, everybody wants to be the, the number one guy, but I think God needs us to be the number two guy sometimes, you know, and, and be okay with that. Definitely. You know, be okay with that. Definitely. And so um, there's a, a pastor, Sergio De La Mora. Um, I, I used to go to his church over in National City, mm-hmm. and uh, he always said, like, dude, we need more um, – ladder holders mm. you know we need people to hold the ladder for yeah. the guy who's climbing to the top mm-hmm. you know so you know some guys are climbing to the top and we just need someone to hold that ladder for you because someday someone's going to hold the mm-hmm. ladder for you you know mm-hmm. and you know i just I always think of that and i was like dude, that's that's a dope little analogy you know Very. and so you know let's let's not be afraid to be that you know for not, every for all of us yeah not all yeah. of us need to be you know, the spotlight. No. You know, some of us need to be behind the scenes and yeah. make stuff happen. Yeah. So to me, I you know, you kind of learn of in your in your walk where, you know, where you're supposed to be and mm-hmm. where you're not supposed to be. In, your spot. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not, not trying to be the rock star or whatever, but if God gives me an opportunity to do some stuff, like. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Like, I'm there, you know. I'd, uh. And whatever it is, wherever yeah. it's at, yeah. <laughs> I'm the I, same way. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just take an opportunity to speak. I'm like, well, this is pretty cool. I'll do this. You yeah. Know, this is pretty cool. I'll do that. Yeah, I did a, I was in a this little movie um, called Miracle of Manchester. And uh, it was like Dean Cain was in it. The guy oh, cool. used, yeah. used to be a Superman back in the day. I played a doctor and, uh, you know, I was just like, dude, this is so cool. Like, you know, yeah. you, get, you get to check stuff off. You yeah. Know? Like, was, On things you know, that you would have never yeah. thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? You want me to play a doctor? But, uh, you know, it's just pretty cool to be able to do stuff where you're like, Definitely. like, all right, well, I didn't think this was part of the equation. But, yeah. You know, but here, I, here I am. Yeah. But God uses all those little mm-hmm. situations because the, the movie was based on a true story. And, um, and, the one of the producers was the dad of the kid that was in the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've been able to connect with that dad and stay in contact with them and and um, you know pray for each other mm-hmm. and and uh, you know his mom's going through stuff right now mm-hmm. and and you know it's just been it's been really cool to stay in contact and, yeah. and still you know be able to 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 share your heart mm-hmm. you know with with someone when they really need it and when they're going through it, you know? So you make connections along the way with people that, you know, are lasting impact. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I 
sometimes I, I just take the opportunity just because I, oh, that's a cool little opportunity, mm-hmm. but you never know what God has in that. You know? The long haul. Yeah. So sometimes it's those little things, you know, that, uh, that God wants you to do that sometimes you're like, I, I, I don't feel like doing that or I'm too good for that. I'm not going to do that. Or maybe it's, you know, yeah. um, I, I always think of that story where, uh, um, King David, you know, mm-hmm. he was a, a teenager and and uh, his dad asked him to go take um, cheese and bread to his brothers on the front line. And uh, he was already anointed, mm-hmm. you know, so he could have easily like, I'm going to be the next king. I ain't taking no bread and <laughs> cheese to my brother. Nah, heck no. But he took the assignment. So he had to go walk over to wherever the front line was, mm-hmm. you know, the Valley of Elah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when he gets there, you know, his brothers are mocking him. What are you doing here? What would you leave the sheep with? And they're making fun of him. He took the assignment. And yeah. He's still getting made fun of and he's being bullied. And then he gets there and there's David and he's looking out into this army of people and there's a, nine-foot giant Goliath that's there, and he's talking trash to everybody. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'll take this on. And he ends up, you know, you know the story, he kills yeah. Goliath. But if he wouldn't have accepted the first task of mm-hmm. just taking the bread and cheese, then he wouldn't have been able to be there to yeah. slay the giant, you know. So sometimes... Even the know, small tasks lead yeah, to the bigger things. Sometimes we just need to... Be obedient to that. Because I think God tests you too. Yeah. Where it's like you, like how he says, if you're um, mighty with just the little. The little things, yeah. Then I'll bless you with the bigger things. Exactly. And so, you know, if you're sitting there like, no, I'm not going to take no bread and cheese. Don't you know who I am? I was already anointed to be the next king. Mm -hmm. But no, he was like, yeah, I'll go. And he took the little task of taking some bread and cheese. And then, boom, he gets to slay the giant. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dude, sometimes, you know, when we shut down the little opportunities. We're shutting down the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. And then God's like, all right, you weren't ready. Yeah. Or I'll just give it to someone else. (laughs) Yeah. You want to do it? You robbed yourself of a blessing. So, you know, sometimes it's just do the little thing, shut your mouth, get the ego out of the way, and do what God's asking you to do, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, now I'm just, um, you know, trying to figure out what God wants me to do, the big scope of things. And so, you know, I've been able to do some really cool stuff here at, at, at Legacy. You know, I do uh, the creative manager here, creative director, and uh, business development, do some really cool stuff here, you know, and it's um, dope, like, I guess, faith-based facility. There's not, nothing else like it in San Diego. Yeah. And been able to do some cool stuff. But, you know, I, I, I want everything to now, you know, just to be, how can I make an eternal impact? Yeah. You know, that's so, beautiful. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm, I'm happy where, where I'm at with just knowing that God's going to use whatever the next steps are, you know? Well, we'll it's end it. it right there. Boom. Boom. Beautiful. But I do, I started this rapid fire question. Oh, I know just to end it on a little pause. Okay. So, you may like some of these. I, I get scared of these. <laughs> texting or talking? Um, both. I agree. Because I, I, I love to have conversations, and uh, 
I, I do a lot of walking and talking. Even here, like, if I bring my, my ear pods, whatever, I'm walking and talking everywhere. When I'm driving, I'm on the phone, you know, talking. Um, so I like to walk and talk. I get a lot of stuff out of the way that yeah. way. Um, and then it's a different connection. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I, I text all the time. And even if it's just to say, hey, man, thinking about you, just... It's a good boom. way just to throw it out there yeah. without having to... Uh, Especially if you don't have the time you're going to a meeting or whatever. It's just like... Uh, sometimes when, when, I get, when I get home and uh, you know, I'm going to watch a movie yeah. or do something... It's family just, time. I'll just shoot like 10 messages real quick. Yeah. Blah, 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 and then yeah. get it done with. <coughs> I know I can't have a conversation right now, but here you go. <coughs> but both... Done. And then, um, Godfather or Scarface? (laughs) Godfather? Um, Scarface, I mean, it's a cool story, but... Or should I have said Godfather or Goodfellas? (laughs) I would still go with Godfather. Goodfellas is a little, it's gory, but it's dope, but I think Godfather, Godfather 2 is probably my favorite. Yeah, same. But, um, you know, when you watch Scarface, Scarface is is cool, but he ends up losing at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's more about Sosa. Sosa's the real mm-hmm. the real boss. You know what I'm saying? He's it yeah. should be more about him than anything. <laughs> but uh but out of all of them, I think one of my favorite is uh is a movie called A Bronx Tale. Yeah. I think that's my all time favorite. My there's, daughter loves that one too. Yeah, there, it's, it's just so much else. life lessons to be learned there mm-hmm. and um I was able to do an interview and I actually wrote like a, an interview story, um, with Collodro. Oh, no way. The, the actor is named Lilo Brancato. Yeah. And, uh, he spent some time in prison and mm-hmm. um, he's rehabbed and he's mm-hmm. doing a lot of cool stuff. That's cool. And, uh, and just getting to know him has, has been a, a, a treat. You know, he's, he's awesome. But, um, it's, it's one of my all time favorite movies. Same. Yeah. Same. Now you can't leave. So my favorite lines. <laughs> now you can't leave. No, I like the one where where it's the girl. I kind of remember it. The, the sunny test. Yeah, uh, where he tells her if she unlocks the door for uh, you, the she's the test. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she has to reach over and unlock. The door. We yeah. can't really do that now with the no. power locks. Now you just hit the button. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it even unlocks the door. Yeah, no, because now you just yeah boop, boop. the alarm. Yeah. Everything's open. Yeah. So they killed that. Yeah. Uh, technology. technology. Okay. So what would you tell your younger adult self? Like if you could give them your younger adult self two sentences, two sentences, what would it be? Uh, two sentences? Yeah. <laughs> um, or shorter. Stick to one thing and be great at that one thing mm. instead of being good at lots of things and being great at none. Mm. Okay. And what do you want to tell your older self? Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, stay focused on the Lord. I don't know. That's a good one. Well, that's a good one. I'm right going to get back to you on that one. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. For everybody that wants to follow you, where do they follow you? Um, Instagram is connected with RT. Um, Ruben Torres on Facebook. Uh, I don't really do everything. Like, I don't do Snapchat and yeah, whatever same else. Here. There's threads yeah. and all this no. other stuff. Like, yeah. Um, I did most, it for a second just to see what it was and yeah, got out. <laughs> it's too much. I mean, I do. Yeah, it's Twitter, overwhelming. Every, yeah, yeah, Twitter every now and then. Um, LinkedIn, I'm kind of getting a little more involved in that one. 
What are you on? Now? Um, what are you at? Are you just Ruben Torres? Yeah, just okay. Ruben Torres. And uh, and then we'll be doing the the podcast soon. And I'm not. It's not going to be connected with Ruben Torres. What's I'm just it? Going to What's the name connected of it? show? Cool. Just connected. Um, and so we'll be starting other stuff under the brand. Um, like the men's retreat, we'll probably be doing um, like connected camp out or something like that's connected cool. something. I like that. Um, then I'll probably be doing a couple little networking events um, called Connected, and uh, probably just be using that brand for stuff. So from that, you know, we'll probably do some Patreon stuff where hey, we're going to do That's the cool. co- uh, Connected Coffee, yeah, do that kind of stuff where you could just when you buy it goes back to keeping the podcast going Love and that that. stuff. So um, probably just working on the Connected um, brand, you know, a little bit. But I'm I'm doing it with Memo, and um, we should be. Oh, we're giving it a couple months to kind of. We're trying to come out with the you know our best foot forward. So exactly. Like, All right, we're gonna. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. You don't want to rush it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know, get I've, it. I've I've already been there and done it, so I kind of have a formula yeah. of what I want to do. But uh, I think getting the guests will be you know easy part. Of course. Because of what we know what we want to target. Yeah. Now I think it's more like this, like the equipment, like we were just yeah. talking about your equipment, yeah. that kind of stuff, because it's like, okay, well, we're looking to do this other equipment. And then, you know, we're like, well, do we want to do video or just audio or both or what do you want? You it's know. a whole monster depending yeah. what you want to do yeah. and how many, yeah. how much you want so to do. that's what's yeah. next. Um, and then um, trying to figure out what's what's next with Love Thy Neighbor. And I know you you and I have talked about that yeah. already and, and, uh, and Jimmy. And... Um, Kind of asking God, all right, Lord, what what hands do you want this to kind of? Which Jimmy has someone you need to yeah. connect with him. Let's do that. Speaking of connect, yeah, uh, connect. connect with him. But, uh, he has somebody. I'm just like Lord, what what do, you, yeah. what do you want it to become? What do you want it to be? Because we built it up to this. Yeah, I don't want to let it go it, and yeah, just go to waste, end it. Yeah, it's like I just need yeah the right hands on it. So yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to be um, disobedient and and. Uh, Honestly, um, just, you know, thinking out loud, I'm even thinking of getting rid of some of the, the boards and stuff that I sit on just so I can. Free up time. Because if you're going to say yes to something, then you got to say no to something yeah, else. Yeah, I And agree. vice versa. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't go to my wife and say, I'm going to do this. In addition and, to all these other yeah, things that are taking so, my time. And so then now you, it's yeah. going to be, well, what are you going to get rid of then? What are yeah. you gonna, If you're going to start doing this, what are you going to stop doing? Yeah. You know, so. Totally. So, you know, you just got to kind of reshift some of that. And, um, you know, I want to think things diff- different, different perspective. You know? well, so that's good. Yeah. It's all good things. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ruben. Thank, thank you. you for your time. Thank you. Let's do another one. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for listening and joining me. I hope you found something of value in this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss out. Until next time, I hope you have the most beautiful day. God bless.